she said, take him from a land down under Where women glow and men thunder Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder, yeah You better run, you better take cover, yeah You better run, you better take cover Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Cider Nation podcast, a unique baseball podcast brought to you by Jay Birdie Baseball Company. Get your Canadian baseball apparel at jbirdie.ca and make sure to follow them on social media. Today, we have former MLB utility player and Blue Jays hitting coach Eric Owens. Thanks for coming on, Eric. Hi, you're welcome. I guess first things first, Eric, could you talk to us a little bit about what sports looked like for you growing up? I grew up in Virginia, and uh, I played football, basketball, and baseball. Whatever the season was, is kind of like what I did. So I did it all the way up through high school, and then in uh, college I played football and baseball. And then I guess a little more specifically, Eric, like kind of what did it look like recruiting-wise for you, kind of college-wise? <clears throat> well, I, uh, I, I never hit a home run in high school, so uh, during the high school season. Uh, I did during the summer leagues and stuff, but um, uh, I was a, recruited heavily in football um, from Division One schools and all that. And baseball was um, about six foot, one hundred sixty pounds uh, coming out of high school, so um, baseball seemed like it would be the better option. So I went to junior college to start with because um, I thought I could get drafted in baseball and. Uh, that didn't work out, so then I transferred to a Division three school, Farrell College, um, just so I could play both baseball and football. And uh, it worked out from there, and Billy Wagner was my teammate and things like that. We had a really good team, too. Well, so you ended up kind of doing uh, both sports, hey? Yes, yeah, I played both baseball and football in college. Nice. Um, what position in, in football? A quarterback. Yeah, I was an All-American high school quarterback. Um, I guess, like, how, how was that, like, just to try and do two sports in, in college? It's easier said than done, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it. And, and it was a small college. Um, okay. So it kind of got – there was a couple other guys who played football and baseball. So it was a really close, tight-knit school, uh, basically for sports is what it was, what it was for. So it wasn't as hard as you would think because the coaches were friends and all that stuff. So it became more of a uh, – just more of a community type thing. And then, Eric, after college, you got drafted. Could you talk to us a little bit about that experience and kind of, you know, I guess getting started, you're kind of grinding the minors? Yeah, I uh, I got drafted in the fourth round by Cincinnati. I thought I was going to go higher. Um, but uh, what I really did, to be honest with you, because it was a small school, I'd go to all these trial camps during the summer, and I was running 6'3", 6'4", 60, so I always was one that – they were going to let me hit and let me throw after because running was the first thing you did, right? So yeah. I, uh, I was running six four sixties and four three forties. There, it opened up their eyes, and uh, and uh, I just kept developing. Actually, I gained like thirty pounds of muscle in college. I was up to one hundred and ninety pounds, and um, and then uh, yeah, they they drafted me. Cincinnati drafted me in the fourth round, and uh, went to Billings, Montana that summer. No way I'm gonna make it to the big that it had that they had. So, uh, but it got better. And then the next year is uh, went to, went to 
West West Salem, Salem, North Carolina, Carolina, which was which high, high and then the following year in 94, I went to double A, Chattanooga, and then uh, I went to the Arizona Fall League. And that's when I kind of started realizing I could I could make it to the big leagues. Was in the Arizona Fall League that in 1994. And then 95, I went to uh, I went to MVP of the American Association in Indianapolis, which was Triple A, and I got called up to the big leagues. And I kind of bounced around a little bit for the next couple of years, big leagues, minor leagues, big leagues, minor leagues, and then. Uh, Kind of settled in there in 1990, I guess, seven and eight. And, uh, yeah, the uh, went from Cincinnati to San Diego. Uh, and that's where I kind of made my mark was in San Diego. Bruce Bochy, he I played every day. I just didn't play the same position. If somebody got hurt, like Tony Gwynn, I played right field. Uh, if everybody was healthy, I was just moving around. I played first, second, third, left, center, right. And uh, I just kept moving around and being in the lineup every day. And then I guess there, could you talk to us a little bit about your MLB debut? Uh, yeah, it's actually, it was my mom's birthday. And um, the first, I was playing second base in AAA. And then uh, they were in extra innings in Cincinnati. Uh, I knew I was only going to be called up for a couple of days because this guy was coming off the disabled list. And um, so my first at bat, I sacked. But my second at bat, uh, it was a guy on second base and no outs, and I got a base hit to right field. And we won a game. So, you know, I showed up my first uh, big league at bat was a game winning hit. And so that was pretty cool. And it was on my mom's birthday, and they got to, they were in Cincinnati. There was actually an Indianapolis uh, watching me play AAA. And then I got called up. So they just, they just drove over to Cincinnati, which is only like an hour and a half away uh, to watch my big league debut. And then you were able to, you got the first ever hit at Safeco Field. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. <laughs> yeah, we played an uh, interleague. I think it was 1999 or 2000. Yeah. Uh, we played interleague uh, from San Diego to Seattle. And they, they're, they're, that field was supposed to be opened earlier, but it, it, the construction wasn't finished. So we actually were the first teams, uh, first team in there, San Diego, to play against uh, the Mariners. Kind of recall that moment, or who were you facing there? Uh, I think we were facing Jamie Moyer and okay. uh, yeah. Kilvio Veras was leading off and I batted second. And uh, so he got out and then um, uh, I got a base hit to right field. Then I stole second base right after that. And uh, <laughs> I think I even scored the first run. I think I, I came in on an RBI single by Phil Nevin. I'm right. not 100% sure if that's how it went, <laughs> but it's somewhere along in there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and you kind of did already a little bit there, Eric. Like, sounds like you were pretty versatile, but could you describe kind of what type of player you were? Uh, to be honest with you, I mean, now that the career is over, uh, I uh, I was more of a fourth outfitter on, on a championship team, and I was an everyday player on a second-tier team. And um, I, I don't think I would have thought that when I played, but that's, that's kind of where I see myself now. And um, I uh, – I got to uh, play a lot of positions. I came up at second base, or actually I got drafted as a shortstop, and then I caught up to Pokey Reese in double A, and uh, he was a much better shortstop than me. So they moved me to second base, and uh, I really liked it and thrived at it. And then by the time I was getting ready for the big leagues, I was running, uh, you know, I was up to triple A hitting 350, and uh, they had Brett Boone and Barry Larkin sitting in the middle infield. So I wasn't going to move anywhere there. So they sent me back down to uh, AAA just to learn the outfield. I think I played two games down there, and they called me, recalled me right back up there. And so um, 
I think I did a lot on athletic ability because um, I could dunk a basketball any way you want it. I mean, I could throw a football 70 yards. And so uh, just being an athlete is pretty much what I feel like that I got to the big leagues being yeah. instead of just being a complete ball player. Yeah. And then played a little international ball, like kind of winter ball in yeah. uh, Venezuela and over in Mexico. How How was that experience for you? Uh, Venezuela is really where I learned how to hit. Um, to be honest with you, because it was uh, much more, um, you know, they got dogs and police officers down that left field lines and right field lines. And uh, and uh, so and they went pretty three one fastballs and things like that. So it, it became more of a uh, 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 of a learning experience of how to hit. So uh, that was nice. Uh, Mexico was right at the end of my career. So um, I was pretty much ready to give it up anyway. But uh, but yeah, that was fine. But Venezuela is definitely where I learned how to how to play the game the right way and, and all that stuff. And getting the extra best definitely helped. Yeah, I played winter ball in Colombia, and it definitely uh, it's a different experience. Like they're very intense, and it's uh, it'll it'll get you ready, right, to you know perform in front of that many people. Yeah, no, no doubt. And that's why you see a lot of the uh, Latin guys, Latin American guys, and stuff. I mean. Come into spring training, they, they've already just coming out of winter ball. So they're used to uh, all the pitching and uh, all that other stuff. So they're always ready to go. And it's it's pretty pretty cool to see to be able to go and be in spring training like that and be and be pretty much in midseason form. And then, Eric, you played, was it three games with my hometown, the Calgary Cannons? Was that – uh, were you at home for those three games or was that away or did you get to play in Calgary? Calgary was, uh, I think was more of a, I had to go on rehab. Uh, I was rehabbing my knee. Yeah. So I, so I, I think that's where our AAA team was. I was with the Marlins then. So, um, I remember, uh, going there and playing the three games, um, just to get the at-bat so I could be back, uh, get off the disabled list. Gotcha. And I guess like, did you play in Calgary much or like, not even with the cannons or no, I, I never played with the cannons. Uh, I oh. played against them. Um, gotcha. Like I said, for rehab, because uh, when I was in triple a, I was more on the East coast side of triple uh, gotcha. a, uh, there was a Pacific coast league and the American association. And I was always in the American association. And then kind of transitioning there, Eric, kind of after playing kind of got into coaching. Like how was that uh, transition for you? Uh, I took a year off. Well, once I was done, and uh, Joe Madden actually called me. He was the bench coach for the Angels when I played for the Angels in 2003. And he called me and asked me, uh, uh, he thought I'd be a really good coach and a good fit. And am I interested in getting into it? And I was like, yes. Yeah. I mean, I might as well. I was 36, 37 years old and needed something to do. Um, so I uh, got into the coaching part with the Angels and I kind of worked my way up from them. Um being a hitting coach, and then um, I became like a roving uh, hitting coach, well, roving hitting instructor. And uh, then the Dodgers called and asked for permission to talk to me, so I became their minor league um, uh, hitting coordinator. Uh, so then, that, then the Blue Jays called and asked permission to talk to me, um, and that's how I ended up in Canada was uh, 2015-16 with the uh, Blue Jays. Yeah, how, how was that? Uh, how was that time with the Blue Jays there, Eric? It was unbelievable. I mean, it's probably my the highlight of my career, to be honest with you, player or coach. Um, 
it was great to see uh, all the fan support, and, and and we had really good ball clubs too. So it was it was it was a really good time. Anything, Eric? Kind of like I guess, kind of baseball now. Sometimes I struggle with kind of the way it's going with velocity and you know spin rate. Definitely some of you know not my strength. Um, you know, with hitting, launch angle, all that fun stuff. Um, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think it. I think everything is is okay in proportion, but I don't. I don't see a lot of that. I think what happened was uh, for me, you got a lot of these uh, people that came in from wherever that were non-baseball people started putting numbers on it. Uh, launching was always been there. I mean, we've always been trying to get our bat out front and get extension and 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 uh, do the power V with your arms. You know, for extension. So it's always been there. They just started putting numbers on it. And I mean, there's there's some good things about it. But I mean, I wouldn't know where 23 degrees is. If that's a perfect launch angle. And I couldn't probably <laughs> repeat it if I did know. it. So, I mean, I, I think it's good in a way. But I think a lot of things that they're doing in baseball right now is deterring the game away from uh, the old school people. Yeah, the pitch clock's kind of been interesting to watch in spring training here. <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of like the pitch clock. I don't think, again, I don't think it's going to be that huge of a deal. There's a few guys out there that likes to take their time. And I guess, you know, with it being sidearm nation there, Eric, did you have many teammates that were sidearm submarine pitchers? I I didn't have a lot. Uh, there was there was quite a few in the league when I when I played. Um, Mike Myers is one. He was a left-handed sidearm guy that I played with. Um, there was a few out there um, that – yeah, they were tough to tough to hit as a right-hander versus right-handed. But um, I, nowadays, you know, you don't you don't really see a lot of those guys anymore because everybody's looking for velocity. Yeah, absolutely. And and I mean, I guess that's kind of from a hitting standpoint. Like, kind of, what were your thoughts when you did face a sidearm pitcher? Well, I, I learned at the big league level that you hit sidearm pitcher. You got to try to hit him the other way. I mean, because what they're trying to do is throw round balls, and um, and they're good at it. So. You got to be just like trying to hit a two seam or a sinker. I'm right. I'm a right hand hitter, so that ball's coming in on me. I, I actually got to try to hit the ball the other way, instead of trying to pull it. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, yeah, that kind of like I was a lefty. That lefty lefty matchup, like especially right. if it was a lefty that wanted to pull everything, like right, <laughs> right, made my life easier. But exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, and then currently, uh, Eric uh, in Kelowna, um, how's uh, how's that been going for you? It's going well. I'm as busy as. I pretty much want to be. Um, I help with Comba, their college prep team. Uh, help with their 15U team, and then I do lessons daily from about three to six. Uh, once the kids get out of school, and um, kind of run that program. I have kids from Penticton. I have kids from Cam Loops. I have kids from Salmon Arm. Uh, they come down here for 50 minute lessons, so I'm pretty. And then I help Marty Lane and BLE out. Um, like I've gone to Cam Loops in May, then I'll help him out down in Oliver in August, like every week. But I'll just go down like for Monday, Tuesday, and come back on Wednesdays. Anything you've noticed kind of difference between, you know, Canadian baseball and, you know, American baseball or just some of the kids you've seen? I, I just uh, I think the biggest part is is learning the game. And and it's nothing uh, about up here in Canvas. It's 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 harder to find. um how do I say this without – it's hard to find coaches out there that are advanced coaches, I guess that's the way to put it. Um, I, I think, think 
there's more population in states. Like if you go to Arizona, there's a lot of former players that are coaches now, right? So they these kids are learning at a, at a little bit more advanced level. But as far as talent wise, I think it's it's a ton of talent here in Canada. Yeah, and it's always going to be that struggle with you know obviously hockey, right? I mean that's right. kind of our number one sport, and you know you look at guys like Larry Walker and Justin Morneau, obviously had very amazing baseball careers, but it took them to get released in the WHL and hockey to kind of realize I'm going to try baseball, right? Or right. So, yeah, yeah, I, I do, do see it. a lot of the, a lot of kids will play, and they'll have to make that decision like grade nine or grade ten what they want to do. Um, cause it's so much time consuming in both hockey and baseball nowadays. Um, yeah. but it's, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you would think that hockey, uh, players, they're, they're good. I mean, cause, um, they were hit, you know, hand eye coordination since they had skates on. And so you would hope that their hand eye coordination is pretty good with the baseball bat in their hand. Yes, absolutely. Um, any any thoughts there, Eric? Like kind of on that whole multi-sport or guys maybe having to choose too early or I, I you know, I think the one thing that really helped me uh a lot, and I and I've mentioned this to a lot of the parents and people like that, is hockey, there's no um contact in it, right? So I mean kids play hockey and they're like, oh, and a lot of them stop playing it once they start getting hit. And so it's like I would I played football, right? So, I mean, when you're coming up and you're playing football, you, you learn how to pick yourself up after somebody has knocked your socks off. <clears throat> and that's kind of like baseball, right? It gives you that mentality of of playing hard and and, and letting it all on the line opposed to uh, laying back and being nervous. you got to be aggressive, right? I mean, I can't – if there's a 250-pound linebacker coming at me, I mean, I can't just tell him, don't hit me. I mean, he's going to hit me, so I might as well, you know. So I think you learn – um, a better way of, of picking yourself up, especially in baseball, because you can do everything right at the plate and not get, get a hit out of it. And you hit it right at somebody. You do everything on the mound right, and this guy flips one out there for a base hit. And that's, but that's part of it. I mean, that's the beauty of the game is, is you never know what's going to happen. And then, Eric, any kind of thoughts, you know, for, I mean, especially even for, you know, sidearm summary pitchers, a lot of them aren't necessarily going to be Div 1 players, but kind of any advice for, you know, guys that kind of have that in their head? You know, I, I played Div 2 and you played Div 3. Like, any thoughts yeah. on that? I played Division 3, and I've always said, if you can play, they'll find you. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. And the biggest thing for me is you need to go play. I mean, if you're going to sit there and for two years and sit behind somebody, well, you've lost two years of, of development and you've lost two years of, of people seeing you. Right. So now you got to really pick it up your last two years. If you, if you have aspirations of going to the next level, um, there's, I think there's still places for sidearms. If I was managing a team, I would definitely have a sidearm pitcher, um, or a righty. But- yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely, um, you'll see, I'm definitely, I think in the college level, you're seeing more and more guys kind of, you know, at least there's one or two in in every kind of college bullpen. I think, right? Yeah, it makes it makes total sense. I mean, you know, the, I played with Scott Scott Sullivan, and he he lasted long. He barely wasn't all the way underneath. He was more like a three quarter guy. Yep. But he uh, he had a great career with Cincinnati, and I think he ended up with Kansas City at the end. But he had a great career, just getting righties out, and and he, he threw hard enough. Back then, I think he was like 89, 91, and, uh, but it was, it was coming from a different funky arm. It wasn't completely a submariner, but it was close. 
And then, Eric, it's just time for our ninth inning call to the bullpen. So just going to be some random questions just to learn okay. a little bit more about you. Sure. Ah, favorite NHL team? Oh, uh, I would say oh, I'm a Leafs fan because I was over in Toronto and a lot of them came over to So I am a Leafs fan. I used to like the Phoenix Coyotes when I lived in Arizona for 18 years. Uh, I used to go to a lot of the Coyotes games, but uh, I'm a bandwagoner. When I was in Toronto, <laughs> I, I liked the Leafs. And when I'm in Toronto, now I'm a Buffalo Bills fan because that was the closest NFL fan, uh, team to us. So. I don't know if I can get on that Seattle Seahawks uh, train, but um, so yes, I would say that I would say the Leafs. Favorite travel destination? Ooh, that's a good one too. Maui, Hawaii. All-time favorite professional wrestler? <laughs> Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> favorite baseball movie of all time? Favorite baseball movie. <clears throat> um, I like Bull Durham. And Eric, if you could golf or have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would you like to go with? Michael Jordan's number one. I actually got to meet him and talk to him when he played that one year. Um, so we played cards on the back of his, in the back of the bus that he bought for that team. So I would say Michael Jordan's one. Um, I'd like to have dinner with Ty Cobb. I think he would be pretty cool. And Babe Ruth would probably be my, la my last two. Would you, yeah, would you want it to be golf or dinner there? I'd, I'd rather play golf. Golf, yep. <laughs> um, any particular course? Uh, yeah, you know, I've never played um, the, uh, I played Tory Pines, but I'm trying to think of the other one where the Pro-Am is. Um, yeah, there's a course two weeks ago they were playing at, and it's right on the ocean, and, and um, I'd, I'd like to play that course. Well, I guess, yeah, you mentioned kind of played with uh, Michael Jordan there. So, yeah, I didn't realize that. How, how was that experience? It was unbelievable. Um, <laughs> the reason that I got to know him is uh, Warren Martin, my brothers and sisters, we all, obviously we went to the same high school. They're older than me, about eight years older than me. But when they went to high school, Warren Martin was on that 1982 championship team, North Carolina. So I said, Michael, hey, Eric Owens, I went to Tunstall High School. You played with Warren Martin and blah, blah, blah. And he, I mean, I we hung out all the time in the, in the fall league and, and things like that. And Yeah, after the uh, – like during the Arizona fall league, he played for the Scottsdale Scorpions, and I played for Peoria. But every Sunday night, we, we would meet up somewhere in um, Scottsdale, and it would be him and Charles Barkley and myself and Jason Giambi and – uh, Anthony Hardaway and those guys, and we'd have a rope off place, and it was fun to just get upset and see see like Michael Jordan, who's just a normal human being, also. And Eric, if you could be an Olympian in any sport other than baseball, summer or winter, what sport would you like to try? Um, I'd like to try the high dive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be different. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever done it before? Or? I have not. <laughs> um, I've always wanted to cliff dive. Uh, I think I'm getting too old for that now. So, uh, yeah, there's just sticking my foot in the water is much better now. Heights are starting to get to me. And then lastly, Eric, uh, I'm just going to test a different one of your teammates on the 1993 Winston-Salem Spirits. Yeah. Um, he was an outfielder, last name Jones. Do you remember his interesting first name? Hmm. I know it's Cleveland Liddell that played center. 
Chad Matul played right, and I'm trying to figure out who the outfit was that was Jones. I have no idea. Uh, it was uh, Motorboat Jones. Yes, <laughs> Motorboat. Yes, yes, Motorboat. Yes, I remember that now. I think he actually came down to us. I think it was it started off at Double A that year, and then he came down to us. <laughs> um, yeah, was that? I guess was that more probably more of a nickname than maybe? I'll, yeah, know. it was. <laughs> no, thanks, Eric. Uh, you're welcome. You guys have a good day. She said, Do you come from a land down under? Where women glow and men thunder. Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder? Yeah. You better run, you better take cover. Yeah. You better run, you better take cover.